Welcome to another episode of the Effective Statistician, and this is another Calc episode. We recently released one about placement year for statisticians, and today it's similar, but it more focuses on the data analytics, uh, more the programming part. And for this, we have three current placement students on the uh, call. Keone, Tofa, and Cameron. Welcome to the podcast here. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. So, Tofa, what's your background? So, I'm a computer science student at the University of Leeds. I'm doing an integrated master's, so I've just done my three years, and then I'll head back to finish my fourth. Yeah, so I've done three years okay. as well, um, and doing a master's in bioengineering at the University of Sheffield. In terms of education background related to programming, very little other than just maybe a bit of MATLAB and Python at uni, things like that. Um, but yeah, that's me. Tofai, you obviously had much more kind of programming, probably. What were your kind of um, languages that you were exposed to? Uh, yeah, I've done quite, quite a few languages. So um, Python, Java, SQL, C, C++ a few others here and there, sort of like SQL working with databases. Um, surprisingly, not much R or SAS, so um, I did a bit of training when I started. Okay. And Keone, what was your background? Uh, yeah, so I'm a mathematics student at the University of Bath. I've done two years and then I'm going back next year to do my final year. Programming background is just all at uni. I've done um, R, MATLAB, and then I've also taught myself Python as well. Okay, awesome. So what, what makes you do a placement here? Tova, maybe you start with you. Yeah, I think I just wanted the work experience. I wanted to know what, how different it would be from what I was studying at university to actually using my skills in the workplace. And yeah, I think that working for something, a lot of people go into software development with my background. And I just wanted to do something different, something to do with more data and using sort of logical thinking skills and problem solving. When you speak about working experience, what does that mean for you? Um, it's more, it's really the whole experience. So it's just creating those professional relationships, being able to network. Um, also, you find out a lot more um, options in terms of jobs that you didn't really know were out there. And you can explore that while you're doing your placement. So if there's something you're interested mm -hmm. in, perhaps you can reach out to someone in a different department or you can try and find work in that department as well. So it's really just opened my eyes to all of the, the possibilities and options I have after uni. Mm -hmm. Why specifically medic? I feel that I actually applied for um, a different department. And at the assessment center, they said I'd actually fit in much better in my current department, which is statistical programming. And I love it. I think it's really nice to know that you have a part in, in creating a medicine that could help patients. And, and it's, it's quite nice to know that is a yeah, career path for me because I, I wasn't really thinking of that when I, when I did apply. Okay, Cameron, what was your thinking about? Yeah, um, so in terms program. of just the placement year in general, there's definitely something I wanted to do to get an idea early on about whether I was maybe a better fit for industry or research. Um, so I know in uni specifically, I do a lot more biology related um, activities and stuff. So this is quite a nice switch for me. But yeah, in terms of actually doing the programming and stuff, um, it was something I knew I was quite strong in. Um, so in terms of applications, I thought that it might be my sort of direction that I could get do quite well in. 
but also it's just like such a rapidly growing field, um, particularly in medicine, because we're now exploring things like real world data and like doing a lot more collaboration with uh, people across the industry. So um, I guess like being able to manipulate and make sense of data is like such a hugely desirable skill. Cool. Keoni, what made you go into a placement year? Yeah, so a placement year for me was some uh, chance to get some like invaluable experience uh, within an industry and figure out whether what I thought I wanted to do was what I actually wanted to do. In terms of the programming side, just, I really like the problem solving aspect of programming, satisfaction of it brings of solving these problems. Um, and that's something I sort of um, replicate from my maths degree. It's a transferable skill. As uh, Tova said, it's a real purpose to our work. It sort of gives you that extra bit of motivation, like um, you're going to improve, uh, possibly improve a patient's life with a successful trial. So yeah, that's definitely why. Did you ever kind of had any, when you, when you were working on the data, behind every kind of data line, there's a real patient. How does that feel different to what you do at the university? In a way, it's sort of, The actual data, you're just looking at numbers. You don't see any names or anything. So um, it's very similar, but it's sort of the thought in your head that um, this is real real people and real data. Um, obviously, at university, we'll look at some, maybe some case study data. Um, it's often quite clean, whereas industry data is often quite messy. You have to overcome a lot of issues. Um, and nothing goes to plan. <laughs> <laughs> so that's sort of this main difference, I'd say. Tofa, anything you would add? Yeah, um, I agree. In my degree, it's not really working with patients or, or anything like that. It's very much creating these mini programs and solving sort of maybe issues on websites or creating websites for people or something like that. Um, whereas at work, once in a while, you do get sort of a patient video that comes through and it's really nice to watch and see how one of the medications that have been approved has actually affected their lives and changed it for the better. So you do get those reminders every once in a while. Um, and it's quite nice. It's quite refreshing. And yeah, it does give you that um, extra motivation. Cool. Cameron? Yeah, I'd say as well, um, it just sort of brings it home at the end of the day because when you're sat behind a screen just typing away, um, you can just get lost in sort of just treating it like it's nothing. But then um, now and again, you'll have to, so it's good. you get the real-time updates of obviously the data when it gets coming. So now and again you'll come in there'll be a new patient death and you'll go hang on that's like a real person that's died somewhere and it sort of just brings it all home um, and makes you realize why your work's so important yeah yeah i can completely relate to that when i was working on my first hiv study and we were looking into the um cd4 cell counts and for some of these patients how They went down and down and down. I was thinking like, wow. And then you see kind of all the, have actually exhausted all treatment options. It's kind of heartbreaking, something sometimes to see. But then if you then see kind of, oh, treatment works and patients really get better. That's also on the other hand, really, really great to see. How is a, how is a usual day for you looking like? Cameron, maybe you can start. Yeah, sure. Um, so I guess in a typical day, I'll be working mostly on um, using the data sets and these clinical trials. I know in my case, that's a, a new treatment for breast cancer. Um, and what I'll do with that is I'll be creating tables, graphs, and things like interactive visualization applications, and they'll be used to help our statisticians and um, scientists to make sense of the data. 
Um, and then these also form part of like the portfolio that's submitted to regulatory authorities as well. Um, but I guess other than regular study work, um, I also get to work on projects that help us try to automate and streamline our processes um, and also get involved with communities on site that sort of focus on topics I'm passionate about as well. So, yeah. Okay. In terms of the data visualization, interactive data visualization, was these are shiny apps or what did you work on? Yeah, so um, our Shiny apps is a big part of it. Um, that's where we're moving to at the moment. But um, we also use Spotfire, which is a, a product. Mm -hmm. uh, um, don't know how to describe it. So it's just a tool that we use to also create these visualizations. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty nice, pretty fast. Kioni, how did a usual day look like for you? Yeah, so in a usual day for me, um, I'll be programming uh, data sets and tables uh, similarly. Also, lots of study meetings, you know, discussing the uh, progress of the study and overcoming any potential issues uh, that we see to, in order to meet um, the timelines. And also sometimes creating programs to go over the raw data and sort out any issues that we need to flag up that will affect our analysis. Is it mostly kind of sitting behind your screen, typing alone in the dark? <laughs> Or how does that look like? Yeah, that's how it is when we're at home. But um, no, we do get to interact on Microsoft Teams, obviously. That's how social <laughs> it gets. But yeah, that's sort of... The problems of uh, working from home, I think, because normally you don't get that normal social interaction that you would get. You're sort of just in your office working away. But no, it's still enjoyable. I still enjoy it. And Tofa, how was it for you, the typical work day? It's quite similar as well, creating data sets. Recently, I've been doing a lot of formal output, so tables, listings and graphs. And then majority of my placement, I have been working on um, interactive data sets. So Uh, similar to Cameron, a lot of our shiny apps and the occasional sort of Spotfire dashboard here and there. And then I've also been shadowing a study lead, which has been quite interesting. You get to interact with a few more people. So I get to speak to people in sort of the biostats department, occasionally a few medical writers. You just get to understand what other outputs they're looking for. Um, you get to go to data quality meetings and you just find out a little bit more about the study and how it's going. Mm -hmm. So study programming lead, was it? Yes, yeah, so study programming lead. Okay. What did you learn shadowing him? That we have a really big team and it's a lot of communication that needs to be going on. We, we took over a study from another team and it's very interesting to witness sort of the handover and find out all these little issues and how to effectively communicate be between departments, especially when there is a data issue because we'd get to one point where we'd then have to stop and we'd have to go back to this department, ask for it to be changed or try to find another solution. So it was really nice to, to witness, especially on a global level, because our team is quite global, how to make all of that work while everyone's sitting in their own homes. Yeah, yeah, I think the virtual environment is something that's uh, very, very he heavy. But I think if in a more programming settings, that is more and more common. I think lots of programming companies have these more kind of virtual spaces because well, most of your work you can actually do from anywhere. In terms of working with statisticians, how, how was that for you? It was a bit out of my depth for me, honestly. <laughs> 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 yeah, in university we did, of course, we did some maths, but it's mostly geared towards computer science. So there were a few things where I was a little bit lost. Um, but luckily enough, um, people are quite friendly. So I would just put in a few catch-ups here and there with, with the statisticians in our team and try to understand what they're looking for and why they need sort of these analysis. It was quite great to, to shadow the study, the 
study programming lead as well because she's obviously had practice in terms of the the stat side of things but it wasn't anything too crazy i think um in terms of the programs we use and and sort of the formats we use mm-hmm. it is quite easy enough to to get around and understand and we have a lot of resources as well in terms of people and training uh, to understand the the stats side of things cameron how was that for you yeah definitely really interesting to interact with our stakeholders like that in terms of the statisticians it's quite interesting i think that obviously both the scientists and statisticians they don't really understand all the work that goes into creating the outputs and things like that so they they'll usually ask always ask for more to, to, to get the bigger picture um so it's interesting as i guess like a 20 whatever year old <laughs> uni student to be sat there sort of in the nicest way possible putting your foot down and telling a professional statistician like no sorry this can't be done we're gonna have to barter and negotiate a way of getting through this together and it's just very interesting being part of that okay so you learned some negotiation skills along the way yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kioni, how how was it for you working with statisticians Yeah, so with my uh, maths background, I sort of um, came in with a bit of stats knowledge of two years of uni. Um, but yeah, I have sort of worked on some more statsy outputs, um, sort of some regressions, models and stuff like that. But yeah, I've definitely enjoyed more like my degree rather than because I don't I do maths, it's more um, statsy. Um, and I do enjoy it, to be honest. And uh, working with statisticians, they're quite similar um similar jobs within my company so just they have to do the the writing and we don't have to do any writing so what have you learned about statistics during your placement here uh, definitely a lot um a lot of the programming the programming statistics rather than um writing it down um so i never i'd never done this programming language before i came um to this placement job um so it's been good to learn sort of how to apply the stats theory um within our programs. Okay. And Tofa, Cameron, did you also pick up some some stats knowledge? Yeah, definitely. I think learning how to code in SAS um, sort of helps as well because when you're speaking to the statisticians to un- basically to understand exactly what they want, you also know how, need to know how to code it. So yeah, although I'm not super great at, at statistics and I don't fully understand it, I think I, I kind of understand now why they would ask for certain things or um, why they would need specific outputs. But yeah, like Cam said, there are some things that we've already given them the answer in the outputs. You just need to show them where it is. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Cameron, how about you? Yeah, I don't think I could ever deign to say I could do a statistician's job. I don't really know enough about maths to go into any of the statistical analysis and things like that. But um, it's definitely nice to have, I guess, a top level understanding of everything that goes into um, the pipeline. Um, statistics wise so you do get to see a lot what have you learned beyond let's say statistics and and programming during your placement here Tofa do you want to go first yeah I've learned a lot about the pharma industry I had very little knowledge for coming into the company even the medical side of things and it's quite nice to chat to the um, other people in other departments but even the the current placement students that are sort of spread throughout the the company And just understanding what they do and asking them just for explanations and seeing how they contribute to the pipeline and how all of us, like all of our work put together really uh, gets you to the end product ready for filing. But definitely, I think the most that I've gained is um, just the pharmaceutical industry, how much goes into it in mm-hmm. terms of resources, the, the cost of things, how even changing sort of like the color of, of a 
capsule of a, of a tablet makes such a massive difference. Yeah, it's all quite interesting. Yeah. Cameron, how about you? Yeah, I think regardless of like the skills that I've picked up this year, um, specifically for programming, um, the biggest shift has been in my confidence, I think. So I, I guess you turn up at the interview feeling a bit nervous about having to prove yourself to, um, or in my eyes, it was these like scary business people. Um, and now I'm on the other side thinking like what on earth I was worried about. <laughs> so like, it's just feeling comfortable to like approach people um, to like network, ask for advice or like collaborate with uh, different projects. Um, has definitely become like one of my uh, biggest strengths this year. Yeah, I can completely see that. I think when I see students coming in and then going out at the end of the year, there's a huge growth in their personal development in terms of their confidence, in terms of how they interact with others, how they, you know, how they just show up, yeah, and enter a room is, is very, very different. Kioni, how was it for you? Yeah, so some of the things I've uh, learned outside of programming is to collab, like uh, the sort of collaboration side. Um, at university, sort of, it's quite limited. We do coursework projects, but it's nothing to the scale of uh, what it's like been like here. So, and also, I've been collaborating with people all around the world, so that's been a um, really good experience to sort of see how the different time zones work. Something I've never really thought about before. Um, yeah, so that's definitely been a good thing. Yeah, there's lots of little things that you probably pick up during the year that it's it's really difficult to kind of pin down like this time zone thing or stuff like that. Great. So let's move on. You had a pretty interesting year to choose for placement because it happened during the pandemic beyond kind of working from home, obviously, how did that affect your placement here? Yeah. It was a very big shift. I think coming into a placement here under normal circumstances is already a big shift. Um, working from home was, was quite an, an interesting sort of way to start things. Um, you do feel a little bit detached, at least I felt a little bit detached at times, because um, you're meeting all of these new people and Everyone seems lovely and it's great, but it's obviously through a screen. Mm -hmm. So you kind it just feels a little bit un, unreal at times. You you sort of log off for the day and then you're just not staring at your screen anymore, but you're still at home. You haven't really left your home at all. But with that being said, I think it was a good year to start working. It was a great year to start learning new skills. It also got me to not be too shy to network. And just to reach out to people to find out more about if you don't understand anything, you you have mm -hmm. to reach out to someone because it's not like you're in an office and you can turn to the person next to you because there's, there's no one really there. I found that it also helped me just reach out more in terms of finding out about other departments because it took us so long to understand what our role actually was while we were working from home. I think the you underestimate um, how much sort of the the little chatter between sort of breaks or going to get coffee in the office how much mm. you really learn from those those chats and even overhearing some conversations but overall I think I really enjoyed it and luckily enough we, we've been able to come into the office once in a while so we did still get the f to feel like we are at an office job and we get to go you know something that's someplace that's not university or home at least we do get to interact with a few people, but they are still most of my team, my study team members that I haven't seen. And I don't think I will see before the end of the year. So, yeah, it did come with these challenges. 
And I think that had we been in the office, we would have hopefully learned like a little bit more about it sooner. Um, but I wouldn't change it. I think it was a great year to do a placement. So how did you replace kind of the usual chat that you had would have at the coffee machine or the water cooler conversations? How did you replace them? <laughs> no. I would just reach out to people. I would just, if it was someone in a meeting, uh, we had a lot of networking events. So if we, we ended up getting along, then I just, you know, reach out. How are you? Should we put in sort of like a, a 15 minute coffee catch up meeting in, mm -hmm. you know, when you want to have a break, we do that. So there was just a lot of that. It was a bit odd to schedule casual conversation. Yeah. But I think also because there were so many students, we, we put in quite a few with the students. So we've bonded quite nicely. Yeah, over that. Yeah, I think that's that's really important to kind of schedule the casual parts as well and have them, you know, consciously a coffee <laughs> chat, <laughs> which is kind of a little bit of a weird thing. But on the other side, well, if you want to meet a friend, you know, then you also kind of schedule these things. Uh, Cameron, how was it for you? Yeah, I completely agree with that. Um, it's definitely the natural interaction that you miss out on. Uh, just the day-to-day -day chatter. And it's sort of being able to sort of roll your desk chair over and tap someone on the shoulder and ask a question that makes those questions that you have to put half an hour meetings in that would have been a 30-second chat. But yeah, no, I do think it was it was good. I think uh, the same with Tofu. It's just you have to put the effort in to make those conversations happen. Um, I know Roger have been quite good for that. They've done like a, a global departmental um, like random coffee catch-up thing every week, um, which has been really interesting. So I've been uh, just dumped mm. into one-on-one -on -one calls for 15 minutes to chat to someone from Canada or from Basel. Yeah, loads of different things like that, which has been great. Um, I think in terms of starting as well, um, it wasn't all negatives because I think it can be quite daunting if you're turning up to work for the first time. But if you're doing that in the comfort of your own home and um, I guess having that interaction when you're in a huge group meeting with just a few faces on the screen, it's a lot less, I don't know, panic. But yeah. We've got to slowly introduce our way into the office in person from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How is it actually starting and ending your day? Because kind of when you go into the office, so it's kind of a natural start and end. You kind of you enter the office, you leave the office. How was that different for you during this year? Yeah, that's interesting actually. Well, I guess this year I um I moved in with some other of the placement students, so we're in a house of maybe five or six or five. Um, so. Yeah, we also had the same sort of natural rhythm. So we finish work, sign off at five, and then everyone would sort of all come out into the living room together with a cup of coffee or whatever, and then we'd go off and do whatever it was that we do. So there, I guess there was that sort of natural end to the day, which is quite nice for me. Okay. Keone, how was it for you, the pandem pandemic and the... Yeah, so my placement started um, a month later than it was supposed to start um, to try and uh, get us into the office. So I was lucky enough to have my first couple of months training uh, within the office, and that definitely help to really get me up to speed and send me away to work from home yeah it's it's i've really missed the sort of social aspect um i'm sure everyone has um but it's good to sort of have applications like microsoft teams where it's easy to instant message so that's sort of a good way to sort of get your social fix for the day that's all for me i think yeah great so now that you're nearly done with your placement year Would you do it again? Would you and would you recommend it to others? Tofa? Oh yes, 100%. I think you just gain invaluable skills. Like I mentioned earlier, your confidence just grows so much. Before you know it, you're 
you're ready to negotiate with people and you're ready to lead meetings and and take on projects even if it's in other departments you're ready to look for work and I think it really I, I know when I started I really struggled shifting to like a nine to five job and because university is so flexible and now it's just so you just really get into the rhythm of it and you really know that if you just work in the set amount of hours you're going to be productive for that time and then you can still schedule other things into your day but I think definitely I think even if it's not in the particular job you want hopefully it's in the field you want you can learn more other departments and and other options that you have and and you have people that that will help you so your managers and um, I know we have someone called development managers that just make sure we we're reaching like our goals and we're, we're working with on projects that we're, we're interested in um there are people to help you find things that you are interested in if, if it's not um exactly what what you thought it would be so i would definitely do this year all over again yeah i think that's great if you have open discussions about your goals your progress with your supervisors you can always make sure that you're working on the right projects um, because only when you speak up and say, well, actually, that's not so much that I was looking for. Is there something else? And then your supervisor can say, oh, sure, we'll put you on a different project where there's more kind of these skills uh, needed that, that you are looking out for. Uh, but if you don't speak up, yeah, then, you know, the time just goes by and you're frustrated and uh, your supervisor may not even realize it, uh, especially in a virtual uh, setup. Yeah, and I think you get lots of transferable skills, kind of, uh, as you just mentioned, it's uh, irrespective of whether you exactly kind of end up in the medical field later on, there's lots of these things. Cameron, how about you? Would you do it again? Yes, yes, I would, definitely. <laughs> I still don't think I've got over sort of like the imposter syndrome of being here. I think that's plainly just down to the fact that all the other students here and the graduates and like the permanent members of staff that are just so... Uh, they're so impressive people so just being able to surround yourself with them naturally raises the bar that you set up for yourself i think that's the main difference for university that i felt and um, is that your like, capacity for growth is so different yeah but i need to say you probably never completely get over this imposter syndrome um they'll sometimes have that and well you know because there's always these hugely impressive people you know people that talk regularly to Nobel Prize winners and, you know, they have these amazing CVs and have, you know, published in amazing journals and, you know, whatsoever. Um, so I think there's always super clever people, but I think that's actually a positive sign. Yeah. If you're the smartest in the room, then you're probably in the wrong room anyway. So it's great to work with these people. Just appreciate that this imposter syndrome is there and, Get over it. Yoni? Yeah, so I'll definitely do it again. Um, I've really enjoyed my time. And as I said, I've gained um, really invaluable experience uh, within an industry. And I think as well, it's really good to get that advantage in a competitive jobs market over other graduating students that perhaps won't have that um, experience. Yeah, absolutely. If you later apply for a job, so that had this placement year, you can really tell very, very fast as someone that does the interviews and then leads the interviews. And so you'll have a much better chance of finding the job that you really want because you can actually ask the right questions 
And that makes a huge difference in terms of starting on the right foot into your career later on. Completely agree. Anything else you would recommend for students to think about when they do their placement career, a placement year? Um, yeah, I think when, when you're applying to companies, really have a look at what their goals are. What are their morals? What do they stand for? And apply that to yourself. If you've done your research into the company, they can tell. They want to see that you're interested in working for the company and you're not just sending out your, your CV and applying it to every single place available. I also think that they want to know how you could fit in with them and how you could help them grow, as well as the other way around. So what are you hoping to gain from the year? And I think one of the key things is also ask them questions if you get to the interview stage. Ask a bit more about the job or about the company and just show them that you're really interested, that you've done your research and that it really is a place that you, you want to be involved in and where you want to learn these skills. Yeah, it's actually a first great experience because you basically need to sell yourself. You need to show how you can add value to them so that you fit into the team. Cameron, any tips you would give to future placement students? Yeah, I'd absolutely back what Sophie said just then as well. It's doing your research. I think what was good for me is if you do if you do dig a little bit, you do find things that are exciting about the area of the industry you're trying to get into. And if you are already naturally excited about it, that comes through in your application. Um, and it means that you have all these hosts of questions to answer, to ask people when you're at the interview and things like that. I'd say try and focus on making a few really, really good applications that just sort of show yourself and show why you're excited instead of trying to burn yourself out doing hundreds on top of doing your uni work as well, because I feel like that's the main um, pitfall for sure. I think when you make it to the interview, you can sort of relax because I know from experience of my interview and also um, hosting the interview for this year's placement students, um, it's all about just seeing your personality and whether you're someone you'd like to work with. So if you are just relaxed and comfortable and your personality naturally shines through, that's what you need to do. Yep, completely agree. That's one of the big things that you would check in an interview, how the personal fit. Yeah. Kioni? Uh, yeah, I'd sort of just echo the same. Um, I'd, I'd probably say pick a sort of sector or type of job you'd be interested in um, and start from there. You make use of maybe a university jobs board, things like that, and then really put a lot of effort into preparation for interviews and a good cover letter and CV is extremely important and getting your foot in the door. So yeah, I'd probably say that's my advice. When you're then at your company where you do the placement here, what advice would you give there? So beyond the kind of application process? I think showing what you can do, believing in, believing in your own ability and making sure you're always learning and always asking the right questions early on so um, you don't have to ask them when you're in much more higher pressure work later on. And yeah, never shine away because you're inexperienced and always mm. believing in yourself, I'd probably say. Yeah, go for the opportunities, believe in yourself. Yeah. Anything else? Um, I would just add, don't be shy to network. I know, of course, it's quite scary coming into a new company and you see all of these these people who have been here for a few more years and, and you feel a little bit intimidated, but just reach out. Maybe it's someone in your role. You want to find out a bit more about your current role, about what they do daily. It's a great starting point for a conversation. So yeah, I wouldn't shy away from that. 
Yeah, absolutely build your network. Yeah, it's your network hugely influences your future career progression. And so have a LinkedIn profile, yeah, and connect with others via LinkedIn and stay stay in touch because you never know, you know, these people might move on and give you, you know, a chance at another company in the future. So it's always a little bit of a mixture. And if you're in the space for some time, you'll get a network across the industry and that will help you on a day-to-day basis by kind of just, oh, I have no clue how to do this trick here. Can you can you help me? Up to, oh, I'm looking for a career change. Is there anything open at your company? Yeah, Lots of jobs are actually not publicly advertised for, but they are basically just go kind of because someone knows someone else. Yeah. People see, oh, there is this profile that we are looking for. Oh, yeah, I know this person that I worked for with before. Yeah. Let's let's ask her or him. So that's really important. Cameron, anything from your side that you would recommend for placement student? Yeah, yeah, I'd definitely add to that and say when you're part of the company, that's your biggest tool is that network. Um, and you already have access to it from the very beginning. So I know I threw, I spent like a little throwaway email to the global head of our department um, quite near the start to just ask for some general career advice and um, where things are going with the industry. And she re- replied really thoroughly, which was great to see. Obviously, it took a long time because they're very busy, but <laughs> it's, it's worth doing. It's worth just having the confidence to just speak to whoever you like to. Yeah. Yeah. What are your plans from going forward from here, Keone? Uh, yeah, so as I said, I've got um, one more year of uni left, and then I'll be looking to go straight into straight into a job after that. Um, definitely within a similar a similar field, if not the same, because I've really enjoyed it, and I think this is definitely the sort of thing I want to do um, in the future. Cool. And Tofa? Um, so similar to Keone, I'm I'm quite interested in staying in in pharmaceuticals, but I'm I'm also a little bit curious about the other jobs that are out there. Yeah, I've, I know in uni, I was quite interested in sort of artificial intelligence and, and machine learning. So if I could just get some experience in, in that, that would be quite good. Well, there's also lots about that in the pharmaceutical industry. Yeah. 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 If I could join the two of them, that would be great. Yeah. Oh, that's, there's a lot of demand in that, that regard. Absolutely. Cameron? Um, yeah. So I've still also got to go for another year at uni when I get back. Um, I think it'd be quite interesting to and make that decision at some point about whether I want to come back into industry straight away or if I want to move into a more of a research heavy area. Um, but yeah, I'll see about that. I know once I finished university, um, I'm planning on taking a year or two of a break just to, I guess, travel. And I'm going to plan on working as an English teacher abroad. And this year has been perfect, I guess, to build up the savings to do that and have the freedom after university to um, take a break after 18 years of education. It's just been <laughs> a lot more. Awesome. Yeah. I think that's that's also a really, really nice opportunity. And, you know, the other part is, of course, you can teach, but you can even, you know, program from wherever you are. And and that's another kind of great opportunity. I know people that kind of, someone that moved to Dubai and said, well, I'm just programming from here now. And he does all kind of crazy things like jumping out of airplanes and... uh, doing kind of car races and whatsoever. (laughs) So thanks so much 
for, <laughs> for coming to the podcast episode recording here. There's a lot more you can learn from Calc if you just head over to the Effective Statistician homepage and the respective Calc page there that you can find there. There is a couple of further podcast episodes from Calc about the uh, typical day in, in the, these different roles, about the different parts of the pharmaceutical industry, how a drug is developed from kind of bench to the patients. And there's lots of more activities on an ongoing basis from Calc. James, maybe you can speak shortly to that. Uh, yes, thanks, Alexander. Um, so yeah, as you say, Calc, just this outreach to placement students and organizing this is just one small part of what we do. Uh, we do do a lot of outreach to universities. We have an annual university careers fair that normally takes place in February or March, where we often have a lot of companies attending. You can go there, see some um, some presentations. We normally have a um, uh, a kind of a meet and greet, uh, some chats. You have an opportunity to go and talk to these individual companies about the roles they have on offers, uh, on offer, and things like that. Uh, this year, we're also hoping to run for the first time a new event called MedMaths in November, uh, which will be more focused towards maybe the BSI, the BSc side of things. So maybe students who, uh, obviously, after listening to this podcast, you would have a good idea of what's involved in the pharmaceutical industry, but to really hear a bit more about that as well. And so, yeah, keep a lookout for that going forward. As Alexander mentioned, we have that previous podcast series and also on the PSI website as well, psiweb.org. Yeah, and if you go to psiweb.org, you can actually become a member of PSI for free and with that get access to a huge network of people to uh, lots of further content training uh, and things like that. Thanks so much, Keone, Tofa, Cameron, for being on the show. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. And please... Tell your colleagues about this if you like it, so that this advice that was given here reaches as many students as possible. Thanks so much and have a great time.